Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkowski. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25, He's 20. Gone. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 206. Had to think about that one for a second. Talking to you guys a little bit later than we usually do. Um, I think the best excuse we could come up with is the Buccaneers are in L.A. this week. So we just wanted to get a good start time for our West Coast guys, right? So so 8 p.m. Speci- uh, Pacific time start tonight. Uh, for the podcast so anybody checking in live on youtube we definitely do appreciate you happy friday night if you guys are not out partying you're probably just now getting home from the club that's how late it is but pleasure to have you here welcome back to the show i'm your host as always right matthew joined alongside me my good buddy and co-host the philly bucks fan himself mr evan wanish you ready to break down this bucks rams game today of course i am however before we do that Lane Johnston wants me to remind you and actually ask you, uh, how, how, how about that loss to, uh, what is it, the Bay Bludgeoners in the Fantasy League? Uh, how, how are you feeling? You know, I, I mean, I'm breaking even in fantasy every week this year, it seems like. So at this point, I don't even remember what leagues I'm winning and losing in. Um, 
I get confused with the names in, in the CFP league. So I, he could be talking about beating me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, right. Right. I, I have no idea. So, um, yeah. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one in one in the, in the CFP league. So, yeah, I'm one in one in both of my leagues. Hopefully we can try and break positive this week at a dub in both. I'd like to get some good momentum. Shout out to G Vegas, the moderator holding it down. He said he's hanging out in LA with the loose cannons travel crew. Hell yeah, dude. So look, this, this West coast start time was like, it, it's, it's beneficial. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's getting ready to go do something. It is Friday night. So uh, you guys are going to be partying tomorrow too, getting ready for the game on Sunday. Mike G says so much disrespect for the bucks this week in the media. We'll, we'll talk about that here shortly, but uh, shout out to Mike G TV 12 goat man checking in. My buddy Cody Haynes is here. Emily Compa says, what's up guys. Willie Beeman, the moderator, of course, holding it down as he always does. So let's go ahead and get into it. Like I had mentioned before Sunday, September 26th, 425 p.m. on Fox. It is America's game of the week. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are headed to L.A. for TB12's first ever career start in Los Angeles. They're going to be taking on Matt Stafford in the L.A. Rams. This is a Rams team that uh, got the upper hand against Tampa Bay last year. We know how the season ended up shaping out. The Rams were not in the Super Bowl. That's because the Bucs ended up winning the whole thing. If anybody's not caught up on that part yet. But the matchup looks a lot different this year. Firstly, the Rams made a move at quarterback. They went and got Matt Stafford. And if these first two weeks are showing us anything, obviously there's still some adjustments for him to get used to. But he is off to one hell of a start with that L.A. offense. He he's he looks like he's been waiting to play for a team like this for a long time. I mean, waiting to play a team for a team like this or just waiting to get out of Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I think you could speak for most most NFL players when talking about the Detroit Lions. So, uh, yeah, I always think he was one of the more underrated quarterbacks. And now I, I can't really call him underrated because when everybody starts talking about you, then you're not underrated. When so many people are saying you're underrated, then are you actually underrated? I don't. I don't think you're under underrated anymore. <laughs> if everybody is pointing out how underrated you are you know, it, the secret's out. So uh, I think the secret is out on Matthew Stafford. He is a good quarterback, folks. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who have been, you know, banging their chest about it because for the longest time, I guess he was revered as underrated. But everybody kind of knew that guy who was a Matt Stafford believer, right? Always had a reason as to why he could have been at an MVP pace. I mean, he did put up some pretty great numbers in Detroit, there were a number of years where all he had was like Megatron, right? And Megatron had Hall of Fame worthy numbers, as we can clearly see, even though his short career in the NFL. So it's like Matt Stafford is. It's not too shocking to see him come out here and, and just play like this, I guess, is the way I'll put it. No, no, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be shocking to anyone. He's, I guess, a pure talent. He, I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I, I don't think there's not many people that, that, that can, you know, sling the, the rock like him. I, I think if you're talking pure talent, he's a top 10 talent. Uh, it's just he's playing on some crappy teams. I mean, he's even won with some of those crappy teams. So it'll be interesting to see the Bucks game plan 
Um, the last two times, actually, the Bucks have played the Lions two years in a row, but they didn't. Uh, in 2019, they played David Blau because Stafford yeah. was hurt. And then in 2020, if you remember, Stafford started the game, played one drive, and then was out the rest of the game. So uh, Matthew Stafford has, a, you know, Matthew Stafford teams have faced off against the Bucks recently, but they haven't really, um, he hasn't really played against them in a while. Yeah. Taking a look at the Bucks coming into this week, we know the Bucks are two and zero. Just dropped damn near fifty on Atlanta. Uh, and if you guys want, you know, some more juicy details from that game, make sure you check out the mailbag episode. I think it's like a good preview to the game preview. Um, yeah. But I think it's a podcast that should get a little more love. So if you guys are looking for something to listen to tomorrow, make if, sure if you you're also also if you're looking for something a little bit more laid back too. It's more of a yeah. An open discussion rather than a organized, you know, we're going this segment to this segment, this segment. It's I think, well, what are we? We went on 10 minutes about, you know, what Bucks quarterback would be the backup on this current team. And, <laughs> you know, so we listed them all. And Rhett gave the take that Luke McCown was so much better than Josh McCown as the Bucks quarterback, which I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but uh, he did. And uh, I also said that Noah Spence would be the one player uh, in the entire Buccaneers history that I would add to this roster. It's great stuff, man. Uh, if you guys want to submit questions for the mailbag every week, it is open. Cannonfirepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So back to the Bucks coming into this game. We know that Tom Brady, most of the guys are healthy, but uh, the Buccaneers do have a couple of hiccups on the roster this week, and it has been the biggest blow this roster has had up until this point this season. So let's talk about some of the guys that are already ruled out for Sunday. Jason Pierre, Paul, first and foremost, we talked a little bit on uh, Wednesday about his cryptic Instagram post about setbacks. Well, that setback ended up being, I, I guess, a shoulder injury. Shoulder slash hand injury is what he shows up on the injury report as. Um, he was prescribed rest it is basically what the report said. He he went and got a second opinion, and that doctor told him to just rest. Now, I, I did say that this is Jason Pierre-Paul we're talking about, so if he's limited in practice at all this week, I still feel like he plays, but he has been ruled out for this matchup. JPP along that defensive line, bit of a blow. That's your starter. That's your guy who's out there getting most of the snaps. I know we've talked about defensive line production so far this season, so I'll be curious to see how this next guy steps up, right? The rookie finally getting his. We, we've seen him play in all sorts of different positions on this defense, but it really seems like at this point, week three is going to be the first good size look we get at uh, rookie Joe Tryon in the NFL, especially, well, at defensive end, basically. Yeah, it's, it's going to be his, his first start, so uh, it, it'll be good. And obviously, Bruce Arians basically said he expects ups and downs. He expects struggles for for Trotron Shoinka in his first game because, you know, you're, the more you play, the more you are likely to make a mistake. And uh, he's a rookie. This was not the first overall pick. He's not a Miles Garrett, a player that's going to come in and change your defensive line from day one. He was the 32nd overall pick. Like, you know, he's a good player. We all believe he's a good football player, but he's also going to have them struggles and there's going to be them growing pains. But I, I do think that he's going to be able to provide a little bit of a, a spark maybe to a pass rush that honestly, I, I through the first two games, I need to see more from 
Uh, they're getting some pressures. Uh, you need sacks. Uh, you know, you need sacks in this league, especially against a team like the Rams, who I think is one of the NFL's best. So you're going to need sacks this week. Pressures are great, but you're going to need sacks. And hopefully Joe Tryon can, can provide some type of spark there. Yeah, and the thing I like most about Joe Tryon is uh, we talked about it before, just his overall size, like his length. He's just a big, tall, athletic. lanky dude. He's incredibly mm. athletic, and he's pretty fast. I think if you look at the front seven of Tampa Bay, if you have Shaq Barrett and Tryon on the other side, I kind of want to take Tryon in a foot race. Like, I don't know if that's ever been measured. I don't know what kind of speed he's really working with out there. Not a lot of people would refer to Matt Stafford as a mobile quarterback, but he can definitely make some things happen in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And I think Tryon is a little bit more of, you know, he could probably run run down a mobile quarterback a little bit faster than a guy like JPP could. We know Shaq Barrett has kind of got that closing speed. He likes to jump off the line, but I kind of like Tryon in a foot race. You know what I mean? So I'm very interested to see the dynamic that he brings uh, with him getting the majority of the snaps on the edge. But I'm just excited, dude. Like, all the hype coming out of the preseason with this kid, I remember we kind of had to tell everybody, and I mean even ourselves, like, hey, let's reel it in for a little right. bit. Yeah, You know, he he's, he's playing in the preseason. It was the Texans, not their starters. Even if it was their starters, it's not like they're that great of a team. Um, you know, the Bengals, like, it, it was, you know, it was preseason. Yeah. But yeah. th this is his opportunity, and I hope he goes out there and makes the most of it. I'm excited to see what he can do in this defense. Speaking of the Texans, um, since I don't have a take bag, I'm just going to just lay it out here. Since for the game preview shows, we have the, the checklist, not the take bag. So uh, the Panthers are like the worst 3-0 and team in NFL history. Uh, they're not good. <laughs> they played the Saints. I mean, they, well, they played the Saints, but they played the Jets first. They played the Saints are, missing how many like double yeah. digit coaches? The, the the Jets are barely an NFL team in, in you know a rookie's first game ever in the NFL. Then they play the Saints without Marshawn Lattimore, without Marcus Davenport, without like eight or nine coaches. And then they play, and then you have, you have Jameis Winston as your quarterback. So that's always a disadvantage. Um and then they play the Houston Texans. Who not even starting Tyrod Taylor, starting Davis Mills. Yeah. Do you think so Tyrod Taylor could have could have made that a game? Yeah, probably. I yeah. mean, it would have been a little bit better. I mean, I mean, they weren't even attempting to throw the ball. It, it was it was like watching a high school football game. I was it was like run after run after run, and like I, I didn't understand it. Like eventually, like I understand Davis Mills is a a guy you didn't really expect to see the field this year. I get it, but like give the kid a shot. So Panthers. You're not good. The unfortunate thing is that if you look at the Panthers' schedule, they could – and actually, if the Bucks lose this week, the Panthers will be alone in first place, which is crazy. <laughs> but um, the, the Panthers could be like 5-1, and 6-1 and one, but by like the time like, you know, like midseason rolls around. Uh, I think they, they play Dallas, then they play Philly, then it's like Atlanta. I think, I think Dallas. It's, I think Dallas can definitely make some work out of. Sure, uh, but I'm just saying it's, they're they're winnable games. Sure, that, that that's yeah. what I'm saying. They, those are winnable games for the Panthers. So they're not very good, but man, is their schedule easy, dude? Like they, they, they like I said, they play the Falcons twice. We all saw what the Falcons were. Uh, they, I think they, yeah, they still play the Giants. They they play, um, you know, they 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 play Washington. Is Washington as good as advertised? Who knows? They play Miami. They play New England. A lot of these games are winnable. So Panthers, 
you're not good. Relax. Okay. Just it, it sucks because like they're going to be, you know, if they are in first place, people will be like, Oh, look at this. And I'll be like, okay, slow your roll because like, look at who they're playing and look at who they're just barely beating. And uh, yeah. So they, I think they're getting there, but they ain't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, folks, I really like that segment because if we, it, like you said, it's a game preview show. So if we don't have a take bag, I guess Evan just, selectively shits on an nfc south uh division rival that week mm-hmm. and it was just carolina right. this week and it was and it was, it was carolina it was carolina week well you know <laughs> the bucks don't play carolina until like week 15 or whatever or no i think it's week 16 so i gotta get my shots in somewhere uh ethan and i said i swear you guys and james need to pay willie dude is straight carrying every single bucks live chat on youtube really hey, willie is a, he's, he's the hardest one. working moderator we have and dude. you know what i mean he's i am going to be getting the whole menu on wendy's uh soon uh he's donated a lot to the wendy's fund and we, we appreciate every every single penny so i uh, appreciate you willie Listen, Willie, if you can make it, I don't know if we've had this discussion yet, but if you can make it out to the watch party. Yeah, we already did. He said he, he can. He's already planned his vacations. Oh, damn. Yeah, we were bummed. I remember it. Listen, if you are ever in Tampa, my friend, or wherever in the same area at the same time, like, let me buy you some chicken wings. All right. I'm, the... I'm technically closer to Willie right now. Than well, you then you are. buy him some chicken wings. You figure it out. I'll, I'll figure it out. No, no go. worries. I'll figure it out. We'll, we we'll, we'll figure it out, Willie. We yeah, will sir. figure it out. We appreciate your hard work, man. Thanks for being a moderator. So uh, some other guys that are going to be on the mend for Tampa Bay this week confirmed out is Jadon Mickens, wide receiver slash kick returner with an abdomen injury. We talked a little bit about this on Wednesday as well. Maybe we see some Jalen Darden this week, whether it's in the mm-hmm. return game or it's possibly getting one or two targets at wide receiver. Uh, but I'm curious to see what the rookie is able to do. Now, the bigger of the uh, wide receiver injuries here, number 81, Antonio Brown was placed on the COVID reserve list a little bit earlier this week. I believe it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday, either Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I think I think it might have actually been Wednesday. So yeah, I, I think, think Wednesday. I think Kevin Kevin Minter. Kevin Minter was placed on on at first. I think that was either Monday or Tuesday, and then Antonio Brown was Wednesday. Yeah, so Antonio Brown, as of right now, there hasn't been any announcement of any negative tests coming back or any updates from the Buccaneers about Antonio Brown. Of course, we still have tomorrow and Sunday. I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to travel yeah. with the team at this point. Uh, no, Bruce Arians has said that he's not going to travel with the team. It's not believe so. Right. Um, so if he doesn't travel with the team, like, is that a wrap? He's not playing at all? Or are well, they going to throw him on a private I, jet out he there? He could. He could. Uh, right. I right. Mean, didn't Jared, Derry, uh, Jerry Jones joke about that with Zach Martin? Didn't, didn't, did we talk about that? It was either me, me and you, or me and James that talked about that. I think um, it was you and James. Oh, that's an unfortunate conversation. Yeah, you got, um, well, it sounds like you have fun. I don't know why you got to turn the tables and make it make it. Oh, it's thing. not. It's never fun. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Jerry Jones like joked that like he would fly Zach Martin to Tampa if he was able to do it. Um, it's possible. Like, and we won't we won't know the results of those tests. Um, but right now, neither Kevin Minter or Antonio Brown have been ruled out. The only two players that have been ruled out, they will 100% not play, is J.R. Mickens and Jason Pierre-Paul. But I think it's pretty safe to say the expectation is that neither Brown nor Minter is going to play in this game. 
Yeah. And of course, if there are any updates between now and kickoff on Sunday, we will make sure we we stay on top of it. Cause that's pretty big news if you get Antonio Brown back. But let's talk about the possibility of him not being out there. That leaves your wide receiver room looking like this. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty mm-hmm. Miller, Tyler Johnson. And then, of course, all the tight ends. Rob Gronkowski off to a blistering start. Cam Bright, maybe O.J. Howard getting a little bit more action this week. But uh, I think Emily brought it up in the live chat. I wanted to get your thoughts on Tyler Johnson. Do you think we actually see a a little bit more TJ this week? I I mean, you know, having Antonio Brown out obviously opens the door for every single receiver on the team. But I I still kind of feel like if he's out there, he's going to get maybe five. Uh-huh. three four targets at most um yeah i i think you're gonna see him quite a bit i i really do we talked on the show about how scotty moore's a nice player but he's kind of a, a one trick deal right now utility um, guy i think he he's you know a perfect situation kind of player yeah it's and it's a very specific situation so uh, i think if you're looking for a player to do similar things to what antonio brown does and you don't trust jalen darden yet then you would you would uh, theoretically go to Tyler Johnson. Um, I think Tyler, you're going to see a lot of Tyler Johnson. I really do. You're going to have Chris Godwin. I would expect him to play in the slot. I mean, he's he's their slot receiver, and I think Tyler Johnson's going to be their outside guy. So I think you you could see a lot. And you know, the Rams' focus could be on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So is it a big Tyler Johnson day? Maybe it very well could be. Yeah, I'd like to see it. We've talked about how there is a lot of promising signs from TJ. You're a big fan of the guy. I have been since the Bucks mm-hmm. drafted him. He made that huge catch in the playoffs. I don't know if they, I don't know if they, if we've been on record. Don't know if they beat the Saints without it. So. Exactly. Like that's, that's play of the game for the people who actually watch the game from beginning to end and don't just remember the highlights because yeah, a lot of people say the defense won that game, but Tyler Johnson on that drive was critical because the Bucks needed points, and if I remember correctly, they went down the field and got. And that was points. a that was a third and long. They yeah. would have they would have punted the ball right back to New Orleans. Exactly, but I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, hopefully, he gets a lot of targets this week. But for the Bucks, yeah, that is uh, that is pretty much the injury report. As far as the Rams go, they're coming into this game most mostly healthy. Uh, Daryl Henderson, their starting running back, is questionable right now. I believe he did not practice today. Um, so, I mean, that could be interesting, but it seems like every single week here on the game preview, we start to talk about other teams running backs. And then we just kind of remember, you know, I, I don't think the Rams are going to beat the Bucks by, by throwing the football. Um, this, I, I think this Bucks offense, as we start to get into maybe expectations for what these guys can do on both sides of the ball, the Bucks offense this year is going to start a hell of a lot faster than they did in 2020. The Rams defense did a pretty good job of slowing Tampa Bay down. If I remember, they only held them to like 24 points and they had the lead going into the half. I still think a Sean McVay team has never lost with the lead going into the half. 39 and 0. So, yeah, that that's a uh, that's a lot of football games. That that's not down that that's not tied. That is the Rams are in the lead at halftime. So when they're tied, maybe they've lost. But whenever the Rams, even if it is a one point lead, if the Rams have the lead at halftime, they're thirty nine and zero. It's quite remarkable. <laughs> but I I think this offense is going to start much faster than they did last year. Um, you know, we've seen Tom Brady that first drive of the Atlanta game. We just talked about it. It was it was. 
textbook chef's kiss, right? It cannot get any better than that. Maybe the run game gets a little bit more involved this week. We talked about that on Wednesday as well. That might need to be a priority if things get kind of weird down the stretch. But I mean, what are your expectations for the offense? Well, real quick, I did want to say I, I saw there's a lot of things about kicker Turner in there. Uh, it's expected to be Jalen Darden. Uh, I think we could all expect that. There was a few, I think TB12 goat man might have said Scotty going to return him. I just, I think the Bucks tried that experiment in the preseason and didn't work very well. It's just some guys can do it, some guys can't. So I think they're going to give Darden the first crack. Um, expectations for the offense, I'll tell you. Week 11, 2020, it was Tom Brady's worst game as a Buccaneer. I've been on record of saying that. I think the Rams game last year was the worst he's played. I just, I, I think that was the worst game. Not week one versus New Orleans, not week nine versus New Orleans. It, it was that game. I, I think that was the game where he just, he didn't play good. He just, he played like crap. Um, he, he threw two interceptions. Uh, one to end the game, basically, when the Bucks were down three and they were trying to drive to tie it or take the lead. Uh, he just he didn't play good. Now, the, the Rams do have a new defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. Obviously, Tampa fans are very familiar. Not only was he the head coach, but then also, you know, he was the Falcons defensive coordinator there for a little bit. So um, that means a lot of zone. There's going to be a lot of zone. Raheem Morris teams typically do play a lot more zone, and the Rams have shown that in the first two weeks. The curious thing for me is, is who's Jalen Ramsey going to cover? Because yeah. he's not your prototypical one-on-one uh, -on -one guy. Yeah, he's not your, your, your Darrell Rivas where you put him on one side of the field and that side of the field's done. Right. You don't have to worry about that. Jalen Ramsey moves all over the place uh, and he's actually been playing a lot in the slot recently. Uh, I believe most of his snaps, even it's like 74 snaps out of like 106 or something that have been played in the slot. So could you see Chris Godwin versus Jalen Ramsey and not Jalen Ramsey versus Mike Evans? Like many are expecting possibly. Um, that's going to be a big thing. Uh, Ramsey just roams around. I think you will see him against Mike Evans at times. I think you'll see him against Chris Godwin. You might even see him against Rob Gronkowski. I think, you know, he's just such a talented player. He could cover Rob Gronkowski. And, like, it's not like a huge size disadvantage because Jalen Ramsey's just like the prototypical corner. Um, so th that's a tough challenge. And I'm really curious to see what the Rams' plan is for Jalen Ramsey. And obviously the big thing is can they contain Aaron Donald, which – you know, they have done a great job, not even just, I was going to say fine job. No, they've done a great job of doing that um, in the past two matchups. So two matchups, Aaron Donald with zero sacks for 2020. Okay. When I looked up the stat sheet, the box score, Aaron Donald's name didn't even show up. Like it's not there. I, I don't know. Like he, I know he played like, I don't, I don't know why it's not there. It's not there. 2019 it's there. I think he had four tackles, he had four tackles and no sacks 2020. It's he don't even show up in the box score. So, I mean, they've just, they have rendered him just you know useless almost. But with that being said, it's still Aaron Donald and the Bucks cannot, 
think, oh, well, we contained him the last two times. This is going to be a piece of cake. No, 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 no. Because if you do that, that he is going to wreck the whole game plan if yeah. you do that. He is still, I believe, the best defensive player in football. Um, this guy can just, I mean, one week he can be dormant, and then the next week, boom, he's getting three sacks. And, and he just looks like you know, just manhandling people. And he's not as big as Vita Vea, but he's manhandling people like he is. Yeah, um, it, It's insane. Um so that's obviously going to be a, a big key of emphasis. And the last thing I have is just what who's going to be the running back. And we can get into that a little bit more. But I wanted to get your thoughts on you know, sort of what Tom Brady's performance was last year and the, the whole Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald thing. Because I think, obviously, when you think of the Rams defense, you think of those two guys. Yeah. I think as far as Aaron Donald and like the battle in the trenches goes something important for the bucks this week, I have a gut feeling that like over 70% of the time you're going to have a running back right next to Tom Brady trying to pick up the blitz or trying to just be an extra blocker. So he has a little bit more time, but I think Brady's going to make it a main focus of his this week to just get the ball out as quickly as possible uh, we talked about it after the Falcons game. It didn't really seem like the long passing game was there. And for this Bucks offense, it kind of doesn't have to be right. Like we've seen a lot of games where they don't always have that beautiful 50 plus yard touchdown over the top to Scotty Miller or Antonio Brown. We got a good glimpse of that week one, but I think that's one of those things that they only have to bust out every now and again when a defense doesn't expect it. Right. But if Tom Brady can just get the ball out of his hands, stay clean in the pocket, get good protection, find his receivers. I think he's going to pick on Jalen Ramsey because that's just, that. that's kind of what Tom does, right? Like I, I think he's going to find ways to make plays on Jalen Ramsey. I do. I don't, I don't I do. know how smart that is, but I do. That's Tom Brady, that bro. Is, like okay, I'm very I, confident I with I understand Tom. that, but like Tom Brady also knows matchups and he knows who he has on who. And I, just, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, regardless, he's going to throw to the open guy. But if he has, like, if he sees a window to make, if, if he has his, Ramsey, if he has his on, choice dude. of anybody on the Rams defense, he's going to target their best player. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You're telling me Tom's no. not going to do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to target the best matchup, which would not be whoever Jalen Ramsey target against. the open guy. Yeah, and against Jalen Ramsey, you ain't going to be open, so it's not going to happen. All right, we, we can we can uh, agree to disagree. On sure. That. But, but I, I mean, I, I do Mike, think Mike Evans, Mike be... Evans got Mike Evans got four targets against Aaron Ramsey last year. I so. think it's another quiet week for Mike. He might have a touchdown, but I think the Rams are going to do their best to try and slow Mike down. That's exactly what they did last year. But I, I just I think Brady's going to be sharp. I think he's going to uh, continue to play at this great pace that he's on. I don't know if it'll be quite the offensive explosion, although my final score prediction might say otherwise. Um, but as far as Brady goes, I think he's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be sharp this week. Jalen Ramsey, like you said, I think he's going to float all over the field. I think they'll mostly have him try and slow down Mike. Uh, we talked about it on Wednesday. I think a good approach for the Rams this week is to just try and not so much, you know, man up and have one-on-one -on -one all the time because a lot of their corners can't do that. You just said Jalen Ramsey can't do that. So they're going to be double teaming guys. I think Mike Evans probably going to get the most of it this week. But uh, I'm curious to just see how we block, like, on the offense. I'm curious to see how the offensive line blocks, how the running back in there helps create a little bit of extra time for Tom. And then uh, I, I, I wouldn't count on any Bucks running back picking up a blitz. So. 
I just, I just, I just wouldn't do it. Somebody, I, I, somebody my, my asked one. The, uh, somebody, go ahead, go ahead. Somebody asked in the chat earlier about Gio Bernard. Do you think we see a little bit more Gio this week? I, I think we're just going to be asking that question every week until we do. Um, no, just, sure. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, truly do not know what they're doing with the running back position. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, a lot of people are asking me, and I can't give a good answer. I have no idea. All of them have deficiencies. And apparently in this offense, like all these running backs are like the worst types of, of backs to be in this type of offense, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I literally have in my thing here. What is the deal with running back? <laughs> Yo, uh, I was on a, I was on a Ram show yesterday. It, it actually aired uh, in LA on LA radio this today. Our buddy, um, um, our buddy Ryan Dyrud, we had him on the game preview mm-hmm. last year as well. The LA Football Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he asked me. He said, "Oh, who's the starter?" Don't know. <laughs> no clue, buddy. I just, I, I, I didn't have an answer. So, I told him I would expect Leonard Fournette to start the game. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just as, uh, just as in the dark as you are. Like, who the hell knows at this point? I don't think we're ever going to use Gio Bernard until I actually see them do it. Like I've just given up trying to bring it up every single week about maybe we can get him a little bit more involved this week because I just don't know if it's going to happen. I'd like to see him make a play this week, though. He has been getting limited snaps. I'd like to see him do something with it this week. Make it a first down that counts, right? That'd be pretty cool to see. Well, Um, I mean, he did he did have a few, you know, it's just that that final drivers of the Cowboys, and I, I think a lot of people forget the impact that Giovanni Bernard had on that drive because of the 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 pass to Godwin. Um, uh, you know, Gio Bernard, I believe he converted two first downs on that drive, so uh, that was his basically his highlights and pretty much nothing else. They've used him <laughs> on third and twenty situations when they just throw it to him and he's able to get six seven yards, and that's that. Yeah. With another season comes another sponsor for the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are partnering up with PlayActionPools.com to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we all love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everybody. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Select winners are going to have their hands at a plethora of great prizes brought to you by our guys at playactionpools.com. So again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe B L E A V football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They have got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a pretty cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools, and another proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I want to talk about uh, this Buccaneers pass rush, and then we'll talk about some other things. We talked about Joe Tryon earlier in the show and how his presence could bring a new dynamic to that pass rush, but... What are your expectations? How do they shape up with LA's offensive line? And uh, 
you know, do you think they can actually get some pressure this week or is it just going to be another one of those weeks? Well, they, they haven't had any issues getting pressure. Um, I believe they're, they're one of the top five teams in the NFL get it when, when, you know, as far as pressures go, just can't get home with it. Yeah. They got to get sacks. They got to get, they have two sacks. <laughs> they have two sacks through two games. I believe 31st in the NFL. It's just that that's not going to cut it. You know, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you can't be 31st in anything in the NFL. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you did have the last ranked special teams, but defense is too important, especially sacks, right? For a team that blitzes as much as the Bucks do, you should have more than two sacks. For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a big week for the tackles of the Rams. I think the, the Bucks edge rushers versus the Rams tackles, specifically for this reason. When the Bucs played the Rams last year, I know the Bucs are now missing Jason Pierre-Paul, but the Bucs didn't have Vita Vea. Vita Vea did not play in that game. So I think that makes a big difference. I think the Rams, you know, they've had some questions at center. They've had some questions uh, at guard. I think the Bucs are going to try to really, um, you know, get Vita Vea in some favorable spots. But I also think the Rams are really going to be paying attention to Vita Vea, and that could allow the Bucs edge rushers to really have some one-on-ones and they got to win those one-on-ones uh, versus Andrew Whitworth and Rob Havenstein. They got to win those one-on-ones. And um, I mean, Nandamakan Sue too, he's going to be getting some one-on-ones. You got to win them. Because I think the Rams plan is going to be to double team Vita Vea. And I think they're going to want to neutralize him as much as possible. So these, these edge rushers, and I'm looking at you, Shaq Barrett, I'm not counting on the rookie Joe Tryon Shuinka to, to, you know, wreck the world for the Rams. I'm looking at the guy who was paid big money this offseason to do it in a game like this. This is this is what the Bucks paid you for. It's time to step up and, and get it done. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. I think, you know, something has to give as far as getting sacks goes. I think there was no reason they shouldn't have had a few more against Atlanta. We talked about how bad that. I mean, they were was. literally they Devin White whiffed on Matt Ryan. Like they were literally whiffing on guys. Like I, they just, it's gotta be better. It just, it's gotta be better. I think it's one of those things where obviously with anything in football, it's going to come over time as the week starts to pile up and we get further into the season. I think we're going to get that one outlier game where hopefully like they have five, you know, five or six on the entire day, just a ridiculous day of getting after the quarterback. Hopefully that'll help them out in the overall league standings, but we'll get there. I just I think that this is a pretty important week to not only get the pressure, but to actually make something happen with it, because Matt Stafford is not a quarterback that likes getting hit. Right. So so no quarterback does. Exactly. So uh, you got to get after it this week and it's going to start with the battle in the trenches. As far as the uh, the rest of the defense goes, looking at the secondary, this matchup between the Rams wide receivers and the Buccaneers secondary is also going to be pretty interesting to watch because if there's one thing the secondary doesn't do entirely well against, uh, it's little fast white guys like Cooper Cup, but they've also got some real speed. They've got uh, Cooper Cup, who's been playing well. Robert Woods, who's pretty quick as well. Van Jefferson. Is Deshaun Jackson still active on their team? Yeah, he played in like 90% of the snaps or whatever last week. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, if anybody's going to beat you over the top with speed, I know he's not quite as fast as he was in Tampa, but Sean Jackson is just somebody who could get away from you if you uh, don't keep him in front of you. But I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup has almost 300 yards receiving 
Yeah. He has three touchdowns through two games. Um, you say small white guy, he's six two, and that's what makes him so difficult to cover. He's very much like the and he plays in the slot. He's very much like the Bucks version of Chris Godwin. Um, it's very similar in, in that way. Um, he has him. I I have it in my notes. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Buck killers. Yeah, absolutely kill this team. Just, I mean, I don't know what it is about them. They absolutely destroy Tabo's defenses. They're just they're when, on the list with like a, you know, a quarter, a Cordell Patterson, basically. I, I guess. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting Cordell Patterson to be on that list. But, no, but there's just certain um, players where like, even if it's on a bad team, they always find a way to do great against Tampa, right? Yeah, well, this is a good team. So, yeah. um, I mean, even in 2019, when the Bucks won, Cooper Coven, Robert Woods were, unstoppable like you just couldn't do anything and then last year they were even better it's it's honestly ridiculous and i did have a note that you know don't forget deshaun jackson uh carlton davis against deshaun jackson wouldn't do that because carlton davis struggles against speed um i think i heard somebody suggest earlier this week to put jamel dean against deshaun jackson which is fine the issue is that jamel dean tends to really like jump on the double moves so i think the rams if if they see that matchup they might have jackson do a double move and try to get something deep down the field so just be on the lookout for that uh i did want to talk about the todd bowles versus sean mcveigh this is where a lot of bucks fans are not going to be very encouraged because it is not very good well that's what that's what you're here for right you're here to bring the bad news every week i i guess somebody's got to do it somebody has to you're the heel yeah i i am in the last two matchups, the Rams have a combined 931 yards of offense. Almost 1,000 yards of offense in two matchups. In two games. That is insane. They had 518 in 2019 and 400, 413 in 2020. That is insane. And the Rams... They had uh, in those two games. Jared Goff. Well, oh, sure, <laughs> but but how but how are they attacking the Bucks? How are they getting these yards? Well, they're getting these yards the same way the Falcons and the Cowboys both got the yards. They're passing the football in those two games combined. The Rams had sixty-five total rush yards. They ran it thirty-one times in those two games. Last week alone, the Rams ran it twenty-nine times. So that puts it into perspective just how much the Rams are passing the ball against this Tampa team. It's going to look like Dallas, I think. I think it's really going to look similar to Dallas. The Rams, I don't even think they're going to attempt to run the ball. Daryl yeah. Henderson is is not – I don't think he's going to play. I honestly don't. Um, so Sony Michelle will probably be in there. I don't think he's going to get many carries at all. I just – Sean McVay, I think he knows that, like, you know, why even attempt to run the ball? Like it's, it, you know, it, so it's not good. And, and Todd Bowles versus Sean McVay has not worked out good for, for <laughs> Todd Bowles. So he learned his mistakes from playing Drew Brees in the Saints. He learned his mistake from playing Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs. You got to learn your mistakes from playing Sean McVay. The thing that's discouraging to me is, though, the Rams changed nothing about their offense from 2019 to 2020. But neither did the Bucs on the defensive side. So the Rams did the same exact thing, and the Bucs did the same exact thing. 
They can't, you know, you got to switch something up. It's something's got to switch up on Sunday or else it's going to be the same exact thing. It's going to be a ton of yards, probably a lot of points. And you're going to have to, you know, hope for the offense to be, you know, basically perfect almost. And I just don't really think that's fair to an offense when you're facing this defense. Matthew Stafford so far has 599 passing yards, five touchdowns and one interception. Uh, so he's been really good. And trust me, they're going to pass the ball. That is Sean McVay. I can guarantee you yeah. that is Sean McVay's game plan. If the Rams run the ball over 15 times in this game, that's a lot. And if they do, that means that they're probably up by multiple scores and they're trying to wait a lot because um, that is, they're just not going to, I just, they're not going to run the ball. I just, they're they're going to pass. It's up to the Bucks to be able to step up to that challenge. No, I think any team that's game planning for Tampa Bay is going to go into the week and say, listen, we can try and run the ball, but that's just not how you're going to beat the Bruce Arians Bucks. Let it's me just let not. me put it this way. Win or lose, right? If whether the Bucks win or whether the Bucks lose, there's going to be a ton of people calling for Richard Sherman to the Tampa on Sunday night. Whether they win or lose, there's going to be a ton of people that are calling for Richard Sherman to Tampa. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of points. I, I didn't really want to admit it earlier. Like, I didn't know what kind of game this is going to be, but I really do think it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, both of these offenses are able to to just go out there and let it rip. We've seen Brady and the production of this offense just get higher and higher every single game. I mean, they are on an incredible streak in the NFL. What do we talk about? Ten straight games that they have won with 30-plus points scored. I don't know if there has been an offensive tear like that in NFL history pretty sure that's why they have the record for it so the Bucs can definitely put some points on the board but if you're Sean McVay you have Matt Stafford under center we already know that he likes to throw it I actually didn't realize that that 2020 matchup the production was that lopsided I did not remember the Rams putting up 400 something yards on us mm-hmm. and the Bucks it was it was basically it was basically both matchups were Jared Goff making mistakes yes in the in the 2019 matchup the Bucks had one turnover and the Rams had four. That was the difference. You know, Jared Goff threw three picks. Um, now, I mean, I will say that the Rams scored 40 points, but one of those points was off of pick six. Um, so technically the defense only gave up 33. But then in 2020, Jared Goff again had two interceptions. The only difference is so did Tom Brady. So, um, you know, Jared Goff really sort of kept the Bucks in that game last year because it was – not close um, yards wise. And it was just the Rams were really, the Bucks were just trying to hang on. It felt like, um, and uh, hopefully that that tie can, can change this Sunday. For sure. One more thing I want to talk about with this Sunday's game before we get to the weekly checklist and break this thing down. The Buccaneers cannot beat themselves this week. Uh, we, we've talked about it over these first two games And it's been a little bit more of an issue than I thought it would be. Like week one, you knew it was going to be sloppy football. Week two, I mean, I definitely came out and said that it's not going to be an issue. And at times it was, you know, bad officiating is going to happen. But the Bucs beating themselves cannot happen against a team like the L.A. Rams. If this game goes the way that we think it does, which is points flying all over the board, leaving points on the field, and shooting yourself in the foot at inopportune times to leave the other team in the game could be the downfall of Tampa Bay in this one. So discipline this week is a huge deal. 
right? I, I feel like mm-hmm. it, it has to be. This is the first legitimate contender that you have faced all year, and uh, there's just not a lot of room for mistakes this week. No. Uh, the, the Rams are the second-best team when it comes to penalties per game. The Bucks are 31st. That's tough so, start, man. That that's, it, like that, uh, that's not a Tom Brady stat that he gets very often, right? No, that was like basically <laughs> last year before week five. I mean, you know, um, but I mean, it's just it's more of like, like I said, putting an emphasis on the Rams being so efficient and playing the game so clean and, and not committing those penalties, not making those mistakes. The Bucks are going to have to really clean it up, dude. If they come out here and it's. 10 penalties for 90 yards versus the Rams three penalties for 20 yards. Is this game even going to be close? If the bugs going to beat themselves like that, like they got to clean it up and we know they can because they've done it. Like they literally did it last yeah, year. We, we remember the turning point. Every, so everybody does like, you know, like they did it. So they got to do it again. And it, yeah, it's, I know it's early in the season and it's week three and you, you, you know, you're, you're asking for almost a perfect game. They got to do it is that the Rams are not going to shoot themselves in the foot the way this Bucks team has and really ha- has kept the Cowboys and the Falcons in the game. The Bucks roster is better than the Cowboys and the Bucks roster is better than the Falcons, significantly better than both. The Rams roster, while the Bucks roster may be better, it's close. And if the, if the Bucks keep the Rams in the game, with their with the Bucks' own mistakes, the Rams are going to make them pay for it, where the, the Cowboys and Falcons maybe couldn't. That's the difference between those two teams and this team. They got to be ready for it. I think it was Stank who said it after uh, after week two. Like the Bucks, they can out talent a lot of teams in the NFL. Almost anybody, yeah. it, right? The Cowboys, you can out talent the Cowboys. You can make mistakes to keep them in the game, but at the end of the day, you have enough talent to go out there and you know scrape by, do your job. You gotta have the, the yeah. If you don't have the talent, you won't win. And yeah, yeah. They have the talent to just beat Atlanta, right? It doesn't have to be a perfect day against Atlanta. You have enough talent to go out there and beat them by multiple scores. Like you said, you look at the two rosters, the Bucks might be better on paper, but this is just not one of those teams. It's going to be yeah. a very, very competitive game. From yeah, the and, yeah and, and the Bucks are not significantly better. Um, they're slightly better, I would say. Um I, I don't think the bug. If you look at those these two rosters on paper, yeah, like like you said, I, I don't. I just they're not significantly better than this football team. They're 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 not. The Rams are one of the best teams in the NFL. I truly believe that. Well, um, call me biased here. Maybe it's the uh, what do we call it? The everlasting optimist or eternal optimist? Eternal, <laughs> maybe, yeah, there you go. Maybe yeah. it's the return of that gimmick shining through here, but. From what I've seen this season, when the Buccaneers don't beat themselves and like they are on it, right? When this offense is clicking and they're going out there and doing their jobs, when the defense makes stops that we know they can, I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFL. Offensively, I think they are the number one offense in the NFL. The defense still has some work to do. We know the level that these guys can play at. I would just like to see them get back there sooner rather than later, but... You know, when the Bucs are on their P's and Q's, I think they can beat every team in the NFL. Like, that's how confident I am in this team. And it's been a long time since I've had that type of confidence. But the Super Bowl will definitely help do that. <laughs> no, I, I agree because we've seen it. Like I said, we, we have seen them do it. Like, dude, yeah, they, 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 the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. You know how difficult that is? Like, to, to hold the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes to no, no touchdowns? Like, that is so difficult. But, 
we're not talking about last year anymore. Last year's done. Last year is done, right? This is a different Bucks team now. This is a different Rams team now, a very different Rams team now. So whatever you thought about last year's matchup, I brought up the stats or whatever. That's just for context on what we could see. But it's a different Rams team. It's a different Bucks team. This is a more comfortable Tom Brady in this offense. Yeah, you know, this is a more comfortable, it should be a more comfortable Todd Bowles defense, but we'll see. You know, the Rams are also, they have a different quarterback. You're going to be getting a little bit of a different look uh, from that quarterback. I think it's a, Stafford is a better quarterback than Goff. I think it's, you know, it's pretty significant yeah, come on too. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm really interested to see what type of adjustments Todd Bowles makes because I think he's got to make them. He just, he's got to make them. It's, it's not a good matchup. Honestly, in the playoffs, this is the one team I was like, oh, they got to stay away from the Rams. They did. And, you know, they, they you know, kudos to, to them, right? They got over the, the Saints hump. They got over the, the the Chiefs who really just manhandled them early on, especially on defense. But they they got to be able to to bring their P's and Q's and, and, and wake up for this one. Because, and especially first road game of the year. Tough first road game of the year, too. So hopefully they can rise to the challenge. They have recently done better on the road than, than at home. So um, maybe that that spells a victory here. Yeah. Somebody rescinded their like and gave us a dislike. So let's go ahead and get to the checklist and some final oh, score well. predictions so we can piss some more people off, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the business that I'm in. So, uh, so Evan, we don't have a take back for the game preview show, but you do have the weekly checklist. And basically the Bucks need to do all these things to emerge from Los Angeles victorious. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. So uh, the first one I said, just turnover free. Um, I'm not saying you have to force turnovers, but I'm saying on offense, you can't commit turnovers. You, you, you just can't. Um, Tom Brady, you know, the Bucks were almost about to go up 14, nothing pretty much, but then the Ryan Jensen penalty and then the, the strip sack and all of a sudden it's seven, nothing still against Atlanta. Can't have that. You can't have that this week. So I think they got to play a turnover free game. And I was specifically saying that because of last year with Tom Brady and really there's, there's going to be opportunities against this defense. And I'll get into that a little bit later, but you got to play a clean football game. I'm looking at you, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, because you two have been turnover machines so far. Uh, every time the ball's in your hands, I think something bad's going to happen. So turnover just that, machines. That's hey, that's that's what they've been. That's just that's how it's been. Uh, number two, and I know I, I addressed this and said that I think the Rams are going to be paying extra attention. But you got to use Vitavea to to disrupt Matthew Stafford, make him uncomfortable, make him not be able to step up in the pocket and deliver a ball down the field. Uh, I think it's really important. You know, you didn't have this piece last year. I think it's time that you utilize this piece against this Rams team. You know, it, it's basically like I said, you were missing this piece. You're down Jason Pierre Paul now. I think it's time that you unleash Vitavea and just try to get creative, try to get him ways uh, to get him one on one with guys and be able to just bulldoze them. Um, and I think it, it could make Matthew Stafford stay very long. And the third one, be patient on offense. And a lot of the, and if you are patient, I think the, the first one turnover free game, I think it could very well happen. But if you're not patient, you're going to get burned. 
The Bucks' first half game plan versus the Rams last year was perfect. The Rams' defense is going to give you a lot of underneath stuff. Like I said, it's a lot of zone. They're going to give you a lot of underneath stuff. I understand it's a different defensive coordinator now, but they're going to give you a lot of the underneath stuff. What they don't want is the deep shots down the field. Well, that's what the Bucks do want. So the Rams are going to test the Bucks and say, okay, how patient can you be? We're going to basically dare you to run the ball. And we're going to see if you're patient enough to not just throw it down the field. Because if you are, we're going to be ready for it. And uh, I just, they, they need to be patient. Tom Brady, what happened is they got too greedy. They tried to force the ball down the field in the second half and it didn't work. And it ended up being the two interceptions. Be patient, take what's there and play a clean football game. If you, if you, if you're patient, I, I believe that that goes hand in hand with playing a clean football game. I, I really, really do. So I think that's a huge key to this game. For the Bucks, it is no doubt the uh, first major test on their schedule, and it should be an exciting game as well. Sunday on Fox, 425 PM kickoff America's game of the week, which means we got uh uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the booth, but uh, let's wrap this thing up, man. Let's get some good old fashioned score predictions out there. And uh, I will let you go first. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's coming. That's why I, yeah, um, yeah, I think everybody does. Well, okay. So here's the thing. When, when we did the season predictions, right. Me and you both predicted this as a loss. Yeah. Me and you both did I do think the Rams are the one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't think they're better than the Bucs. I, I really don't. I think the Bucs are the better football team. However, this is a tough matchup. Schematically, being on the road for the first time in a, in a going to be a loud house, L.A., you know, Matthew Stafford's an upgraded quarterback now or Jared Goff. You know, I think the Bucs are going to give a good fight. I think both teams are going to go back and forth. I think this is going to be a very good football game. Oh, yeah, I really do. And I, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be another three-point game, as it was last year. Uh, I think the Rams won, what, 27-24 last year. Um, I'm going to go 31-28 to Rams. Uh, it doesn't change my opinion on the Bucs. I, I had the Bucs going 13-4 and in the season predictions. It's okay. You know, and actually, the funny thing is, Early in the week, I was kind of feeling a win. But then Antonio Brown went out and Jason Pierre-Paul went out. And I was like, man, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking Antonio Brown against their third corner. I thought they were going to be able to exploit that a ton. And now that's not there anymore. I love TJ. Don't know if he's going to be able to do what Antonio Brown can do. So I'm going to take the Rams in a close one. If you're listening to this show for the first time, you know, it won't be the last time I pick the Bucks to lose. So I'm normally the guy that picks the Bucks to lose. And, uh, you know, like I said, it doesn't change my opinion on the team at all. It's just this is a tough matchup. You're not going to win. I'm sorry, but they're not going 17 and 0. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's, it's a tough matchup. If they can gut this out, I think it'll be a huge win. And I think they can win this game. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying this is a tough matchup. For the football team right now, I think if it was later in the year, maybe things are a bit better. I think the defense would be gelling a little bit later in the year. Right now, they're catching them at a bad time. The Bucks are down three starters, Antonio Brown, Jason Pierre-Paul, Sean Murphy Bunting, while the Rams are mostly healthy. So I'm, I'm going to take the Rams slightly. Well, 
since somebody picked him to lose, I'm gonna go ahead and put my score prediction out there. Well, we we all hang on. We all knew what what it was gonna be. So. Yeah, right. I mean, come on now. I do also think it is a close game. I think the team that scores last is going to win. Whoever has the ball last is going to win this football game. I think both offenses put up over 30 points. And I like the Bucks in this one. 38 to 35. I think Tom Docker. Brady gets the ball last and we get a game-winning <laughs> drive. I think even though you are down Antonio Brown, I think this is a little bit of a coming-out party for the offense. I'd like Against this defense. Wow. Well, uh, wait, 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 yes. wait, what do you mean? A, com- a coming out party? What well, they did in the first two weeks wasn't good enough? No, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, granted, you got the two pick sixes to kind of pad the score at the end of the Falcons game, and they were able to put up 30 plus on the Cowboys, take the drive down the field, and win the game. But if they can go out there and play clean football, right? No mistakes. Don't back yourself up. Be patient. Take what, take what their defense gives you. Uh, but I think Tom is going to continue to be sharp, and I think he puts up great numbers this week. I, I like this offense, but uh, thirty-eight, thirty-five. I got the Bucks. I, I, you know, we we all knew when you made that season prediction that you weren't going to stick with it when it actually came to the to the time. Yeah, well, uh, uh, any given Sunday, <laughs> right? I think that, that, state- that's true. Well, I, yeah, but also any given Sunday, the Bucks are the better team. I just think this is a tough matchup at a tough time. That that's that's all, I, dude. I, hey, I'm not the one coming after you. Nobody, no, no, nobody, nobody comes after me. I I don't care about that. And, you know, the funny thing is I predicted them to lose on the page and you can always tell the people that, um, that just started following the page because they're the people that complain that I pick them to lose. Uh, I can always tell who, who the, who the new followers are because they're the ones that are like, you're a bucks page and you're picking them to lose. I'm like, what do you want? Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not the person that's going to pick them to win every single football game. I, I, I'm sorry. I will just, pick it's them not to lose eventually, but this week is not the week. I, uh, I just, I think it's a statement win for Tampa Bay. It's been addressed. It'd be in, nice. It's been addressed in the live chat. It, they've been a little disrespected this week. You know, all, uh, people were really hype about the Cowboys after week one. I don't know why, but Every single media outlet, it was like, let's talk about this moral victory for the Cowboys. And now all of a sudden, the Bucks beating the Cowboys doesn't mean shit. The Bucks beating the Atlanta Falcons doesn't mean shit to these analysts. And a lot of well, people, the Rams are the favorite headed into this one. And I think the Buccaneers go out there, play a clean game, play their best game of the season so far, and come out with a win on the West Coast. I, I think that's a statement win. Now I will say though I believe the Bucks are actually the favorite on many betting sites. So where where could I go if I wanted to put some money down on the Bucks? Uh, our guys over at BetOnline.ag. Okay. And cool, uh, cool, cool. cool thing too, man, if you haven't used them before, download the app or go to their website, and you're going to get a fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. So if you put a hundred bucks down, you'll get an extra fifty bucks on top of it to go out there and uh, try and make some monies. Yeah, I mean, uh, D says, not sure why you were so high on the Rams defense. They lost Aaron Donald and they were nothing. Well, they lose their their best player and suddenly they're not as good. Oh, shocker. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. They're, okay, they, they, they lost Aaron Donald and they were nothing. They have Aaron Donald on Sunday. So what, 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 is, the, what is the point there? I just, Aaron Donald's going to play. So uh, the Bucks have done a great job of limiting him, but he's still going to be out there. So got to pay attention. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game no matter what. If you guys are out in L.A., uh, I think G. Vegas said he was out there. 
if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. If you guys are out there, stay safe, but enjoy the game on Sunday, man. That new stadium is beautiful, and I think that game day atmosphere is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to watching TV and seeing all the buckaholics and all the travel crew out there. Just all the red and the probably the orange. I think a lot of people might wear creamsicle too, but just the Bucks fans in the stands because if we know anything, there is a lot of Buccaneers fans on the West Coast, especially California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to see them show up and rep it in L.A. this weekend. I'm very, very excited for that game. Yeah, our buddy, uh, our, our buddy Richard is also in L.A., says. So, um, yeah, if you, if you guys are in L.A., be loud, man. It's going to be a loud stadium with a lot of Rams fans. Bring the noise yourselves then, you know. Um, Willie Beeman, real quick, corners got to keep the receivers in front of them. No free releases on the line of scrimmage. Most important, hit the QB. Yeah, I think that's – you know, that's what we talked about. I think that that's one of the most important things. It's, you know, the Bucks have actually not done a horrible job in the trench battle against the Rams. Last year, they really didn't get much pressure, which was uh, not great. Um, you know, the, the 2019, they were able to get some pressure, but last year they really struggled to get pressure against Jared Goff. So, um, you know, the, yeah, just hit Stafford, be in his face, make him make mistakes, right? Stafford is a good quarterback. But also, he's been known to make a mistake or two. It's not like he is a, a guy like Matt Ryan who's going to take the conservative route. Um, he's not that type of guy. He's going to take a chance, make him pay for those chances, and win this football game. That that's that that's that's the bottom line. Make him pay and win the football game. Doesn't matter how you come out of it, right? Come out of L.A. scoring more points than the Los Angeles Rams. It's a solid game plan. That's I, I know it's it's crazy. That's why I should have on the checklist. Just <laughs> just just score more points. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Yeah. But really, like guys, like what it comes down to, like Todd Bowles or Sean McVay. Until I see Todd Bowles adjust, I'm just not gonna believe that he's going to. Like yeah. I, and until I see it, why? I, it's almost a thousand yards in two games. Like that's that's ridiculous. So and, until I see him adjust to that, I gotta assume that the Rams are gonna put up a lot of yards, and the Bucks are gonna have to play darn near perfect to win the football game. Now, the right person is that quarterback to be able to do that, Tom Brady. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm really excited. And also, quick note: the Bucks are wearing their pewter jerseys. So according yes, to the to the jersey schedule. Uh, the Bucks are going to be wearing their pewter jerseys for the first time this season, which they actually wore the pewter jersey versus the Rams last season as well. So kind of a funny coincidence there. Yeah, you love to see it. It's going to be an interesting game. A lot of great matchups all over the field and uh, going to be a lot of fun. But ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us live on YouTube today. You can listen to the podcast as well on any major podcast platform. If you can't catch the live show and you don't want to watch the YouTube video, sometimes it's a little more convenient to actually listen to the podcast and it's in the name, right? So we have to, we have to put out a podcast. Make sure you go check that out. If you are into that type of stuff, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon fire podcast, best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of box news, as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at Evan NFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. One more shout out to our moderators, Willie Beeman holding it down up there in Philly, G Vegas hanging out. 
on the West Coast. You guys are appreciated. Thanks for staying up late with us for this edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We'll talk to you Sunday right here on YouTube live after the game. Win, lose, or draw, it's the same thing every week. We'll talk to you later, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.